welcome to this week's edition of the Taught by Grace podcast. We will explore God's Word to learn how we can live by God's grace and for His glory. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. Here's your host, Noah Hooper. If you or I went up to someone and asked, how wealthy are you? How rich are you? How do you think they would respond? They would more than likely respond by talking to you about the figure in their bank account or the state of their investments, or perhaps they would be a little bit more inclined to talk about the richness of family. And all of those things, they're fine and well in their place. But in today's episode, I want to remind you that the Christian's riches are not based in and upon the wealth and the riches of this world. But you and I who are in Christ, we are rich because he became poor. Our wealth and our riches, they cannot be measured by a dollar sign. They cannot be measured by the state of a stock. But our riches are found in this, and that is that we are in Christ. Today I want to read just one verse for you from 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse number 9. The Bible says, For ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. This is a truly wonderful verse, and it's been a great verse that I've been studying throughout the Christmas season. And I want to point out before we look at this verse that this is obviously written in the context of Paul speaking to the Corinthian church about giving about Christian generosity. And he uses the Macedonians as an example. And now in this verse, he uses Jesus as the ultimate example. And we're not going to look at the, the greater context about giving in this, but I, I want to draw out from this one verse as we look at how Jesus became poor so that we might become rich. You know, the glorious message of Christmas is that the rich became poor so that the poor might be rich. It is the story of the invasion of God's grace into a world marred by sin. It is the story of the sinless coming to redeem sinners. It is the story of God becoming a man to live, die, and rise from the grave to redeem fallen sinners. He came to make the poor rich. There is no one as rich as him, but we're not made rich through his riches. No one has access to more land, more money, more food, more gifts, or more anything than him. But we're not made rich through any of those things. We are not made rich by the abundance and the glory of his riches. We are made rich through his poverty. This passage points out two truths regarding the state of Jesus. He was rich and he became poor. There was never a beginning to his richness, but there was a beginning to his poverty. He existed in infinite wealth and glory, but he condescended to exceeding poverty and lowliness. There is no comparison to his richness, and there is no comparison to his poverty. So let's look at these first. Notice, first of all, that Jesus' eternally rich state. Paul begins this phrase, that though he was rich and he establishes in the first phrase for ye know the grace of our lord jesus christ he is establishing that this action what he is about to describe it is totally undeniably and completely grace 
And grace is not merely an idea, but grace is an action and it is wrapped up in a person whose name is Jesus. So he describes grace to us. He begins by speaking of Jesus' eternally rich state, that though he was rich, he says this is grace and this is what grace is, that though he was rich. Jesus becoming poor is not the story of someone who knew poverty becoming poor. It is not the story of someone who knew a decent standard of living yielding their wealth. It is not even a story of the wealthiest man on earth losing it all to become a poor man. For all of those people, wealth and richness vary from time to time. It may increase or decrease. It may rise or fall. It may change from day to day, month to month, or year to year. This is not so with Jesus. His wealth did not rise and fall with the stock market. His wealth did not change based upon the health of the economy. His wealth never increased or decreased, for he was always infinitely rich. Notice the word was. He was rich. You know, we read that and think of it just as being past tense, that in the past, Jesus was rich. And if we read that on the surface level, we may think that there was a beginning to his richness, but that is not what the word there means. But the word was could also really be written as being rich. He said, though he being rich, that's important because it helps us understand that there was not an, a starting point to the infinite richness of Jesus before he came a man. He wasn't rich by inheritance. He eternally existed in richness. His wealth had no beginning because he had no beginning. We know from John 1 that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was there in the beginning. He being rich. You see, Jesus dwelt in perfect communion with the Father and the Spirit for all of eternity before anything was created, all-powerful all-knowing, all-present, the creator and sustainer of everything, the one who is worthy of perfect worship. I don't think our frail human tongues can begin to define and explain the richness of Jesus before he came to this world. However, I hope we may just get a glimpse of this just to remind us how rich he was, and that is infinitely, exceedingly rich without a beginning. The richness of Jesus, however, it makes sense, doesn't it? He is God the Son. So, of course, he dwelt in richness. That makes sense, but the next phrase doesn't make any sense at all. But though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. The text tells us he became poor. It's interesting the way it is written. It's, he says, for ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. He could have remained in that state forever, but he did not. Instead, he became poor. Most of the time, the word poor is an adjective. It describes something. But here, it is a verb. As a matter of fact, the way the word poor is written here, it is the only time in the New Testament that this word for poor is used because no one else can be described as being poor like Jesus. Most of the time, when you say someone is now poor, we are describing their state. We're describing something that happened to them to make them poor. But Jesus, he did not. But Jesus was not made poor. He made himself poor. No tragic event took place that removed all of the wealth and riches from Jesus. He 
removed them himself. He made himself for, poor. In other words, this phrase describes an action that is so distinct it only belongs to Jesus. So what then does it mean that he became poor? When did he become poor? His poverty began when he became a man. You know, we just celebrated Christmas, and I hope you're still dwelling in the truths of Christmas. And as we celebrate that truth, and we must, we have to remember that it cost Jesus to become a man. Jesus became poor in simply becoming a man. God becoming man is an unfathomable condescension regardless of how he came. If he had come to the greatest king with the largest and wealthiest kingdom, the fanfare of the entire world, it would have been a great condescension. But he did not go there. He came through the womb of a virgin in a place that was regarded as insignificant. He was born in the lowly town of Bethlehem in a stable among animals. He became poor when he was born, but he also was poor in his life. Jesus grew up in the town that begged this question from Nathaniel in John 1. Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? He created everything, but he had no place to lay his head. He is the sustainer of the universe, but he knew hunger, thirst, and weakness. However, the greatest poverty of Jesus is what he experienced in Gethsemane, on trial, in torture, and on the cross. The physical pain and suffering was incomprehensible, but that is not the greatest poverty. The greatest poverty of Jesus was this in 2 Corinthians 5.21, For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. The impeccably perfect, sinless Son of God became the object of God's wrath for sin. On the cross, Jesus did not die as a martyr, but a substitute. The greatest poverty Jesus experienced is that he who was without sin became the object whereby God poured out his wrath upon him for your sin and mine. What great poverty is this? This is truly a great reality to examine, but even greater. The reason why he did this is incredible. He says, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. Jesus could have remained in infinite richness and glory and wealth forever. He had no reason to become poor, yet for your sakes. The reason Jesus became poor was for you and me. Charles Spurgeon captured this well. There was no need as far as he was that he should ever be poor. The only need was because we were in need, and he loved us so that he would rescue us from poverty and make us eternally rich, end quote. Do you know why Jesus became poor? He did not have to. He was not forced to, but he wanted to because of his exceeding abundant love for you and I. Jesus did not become poor out of necessity for himself, but out of love for you and me. He could have remained where he was, but he became poor for our sakes. The gospel is good news because Jesus did it for us. He did not die as some kind of martyr, but he died as a substitute. In other words, he became poor because he, we were so poor without him. If Jesus had to become this poor, because remember, we are not made rich through his riches, but through his poverty. 
because Jesus had to become poor because our sin is so great. Now, Paul is using riches and poor to describe what Christ has done, but he is really speaking of the, the state of our sinfulness and our separation from God. We are poor because of sin. And friend, I want to remind you that this is what it costs Jesus to redeem us from our sin. Our sin is so great. Our sin is so exceedingly sinful that it costs Jesus becoming poor, becoming sin for us. Dear friend, do you know how great your sin is? Do not neglect. Do not forget what it costs Jesus to do it, to redeem you, to save you, to transform you. And even though it cost that much, it cost him becoming that poor. He did it still. He knew exactly what he was going to do. And this is why that is so important. He did it on purpose. Jesus became poor from his exceeding abundant state of richness, not on accident, but on purpose. And I point that out to remind you that as we look at it, that him becoming poor, it was a verb. It was an action. It was not an accident. That's because he did it on purpose. And if Jesus did that on purpose, it is a reminder to you and me that him loving you and him loving me by giving his life for us and interceding for us and dying and rising from the dead for us is not an accident. He did it on purpose. And that reminds us of how poor we were. But my friend, how much more rich are we in him now? You see, we are not... Jesus did not come just to merely bring us out of our poverty to a nice standard of living, to just make us moral, good people. No, he came to make us rich in him. It says that ye through his poverty might be made rich. The end to which Jesus became poor was so that we might be made rich. He became poor so that we might be rich. You may or may not be rich in this life, but that is not the measure of our our wealth. But our wealth is this. We are in Christ. We are saved by Christ. We are redeemed by Christ. And we are rich in Him. But what does it mean to be rich? How are we rich? Rich. We are rich because we are accepted in the beloved Ephesians 1.6. We are rich because we are the sons and daughters of God, Galatians 4 verses 4 and 5. We are rich because we will never be separated from the love of God, Romans 12, 38, and 39. We are rich because we are now able to walk in the newness of life, Romans 6. We are rich because we have fellowship with each other as believers, 1 John 1, verses 5 and 6. We are rich because we will one day see him and be like him, 1 John 3, 1. And we are rich because we are destined for eternity in the new heavens and the new earth, Revelation 21, verses 5 and 6. We are rich because we are saved, being sanctified, and will be glorified in Jesus. We are in him, becoming like him, and will be made into his image. My friend, if you are in Christ, you are rich. As abundantly, exceedingly poor as we were apart from him, so much the more are we rich in him. Ephesians 1 and 3, if you read the book of Ephesians, you will see how rich we are in him. And Paul made this prayer of doxology, of praise to God, 
He said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. That summarizes well how we are rich in Christ. We are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. My friend, I just want to remind you this week, as we just look at one verse, that you are rich in Christ. If you are in Christ, you are exceeding infinitely rich because there is no greater wealth. There are no greater riches than to know that you are his and he is yours, that he has set his love upon you and he has redeemed you from your sin and he is conforming you to his image and he will one day transform this vile body into a glorious body like unto his own. My friend, we are rich. It's not that we need to be made rich. We just need to realize how rich we are. So I hope this episode will just remind you that you are rich in Christ.